0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v End, the sports betting network.
4: It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, hour number two. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook. Tim Murray, home side tonight as game two of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Unfortunately for us in the books, as the Rangers get the win, three to two under does cash, uh, but the home team gets the win and is now up two games to none. More thoughts on that as the show goes on. Nate Lundy will join us give us his thoughts on the western conference finals bottom of the hour sean but let's talk a little baseball on a friday night bringing our good friend cody decker he's everywhere chicago radio waves uh just just wherever you turn cody's there with that big old smile thought we were going to get another no hitter tonight joe musgrove and what was uh expected to be a pitcher's duel san diego is putting it on uh milwaukee tonight there at uh am fam field uh but i know you're a big believer in musgrove um this performance just another gem from him
5: i called it i called it i don't want to sit here and say it's because i called it but i called it i'm a genius i said tonight is the night that it's joe musgrove's coming out party he was currently sitting at like eight to one to win the cy young now he's gonna skyrocket past Corey burns who he absolutely made look like he was nothing Joe Musgrove, I dig him. He is the true ace of this team and he is going to sign such a big contract this offseason.
4: You know, Cody, when you uh when you look at this Padres team, uh, their odds are a little bit longer because of the division that they play in and uh, there's some there's some big boys in the NL. The Mets are playing tremendous right now. Um knowing the way that the the playoffs are are, you know, uh set up uh, with Tatis coming back, you know, eventually with Machado playing the way that he is, is this uh, Padres team worth a look uh, for uh, to win the pennant and maybe even to win the World
5: Series? Amazingly enough, I think they're definitely a better flyer to take them to win the pennant or World Series than to actually win their division. I think this is going to be the Dodgers Division by several games in October. It's really buddy. Anybody's game because, you, you know, look at it. It's never the best team that wins in the world series. If that's the case, the Dodgers would have like 10 rings in a row. They have one ring and it's highly contested because it was during that weird 60 game, 2020 season that everyone tries to pretend wasn't legitimate as if their team wasn't in the exact same season. Um, it's just, it's, It's a tough division to bay in. I don't even feel worse for them. The team I truly feel bad for right now is the Arizona Diamondbacks because they're a good baseball team who have the misfortune of being located in Phoenix.
3: Well, I'll say this, Cody, this this Dodger train only runs if it doesn't have to stop in Pittsburgh because obviously the Pirates have the Dodgers (laughs) number after sweeping (laughs) this vaunted lineup and pitching staff. Uh, it's the crazy part of baseball, right? Who could have envisioned the Pirates coming in, going three and zero in LA?
5: Baseball makes no sense, Sean. Baseball's <laughs> stupid. Why? Why do we do this? Why do we watch this game? Why do we do it because of things like that? The Pittsburgh Pirates, a team that has no business being on the same field as the Los Angeles Dodgers, goes to LA, sweeps them in Chavez Ravine. Dude, it's kind of almost magical to see. Hell, we didn't think the Pirates were going to have this many wins all season long. And look at them. They're not even the worst team in their division. So this is going to be a very, very unique season. This team is getting better as far as the Pittsburgh Pirates goes. Actually, I would look forward to them in about two, three years to see all these prospects they've been hoarding over the last couple of years to see if they actually come to fruition and this team could finally compete in a division that, quite frankly, anybody could beat in.
3: And what happened was they all watched the nightcap. And once I've made my wager on the Reds to win the division, you know, everybody start playing good baseball. I mean, Cubs just won a series from the Brewers. They won game one against the Cardinals. They got bombarded today, but everybody's playing good in that division. And my Reds are playing exceptionally well from the time that I backed them to win this campaign. Having said that, I do want to suggest a wager. And, Tim, you have to be the – runner for this wager, but I want to take the Cincinnati Reds versus Cody's team that he's been yelling the Chicago White Sox since they have a better record at the end of the year.
5: about so Give me that one last time. You cut out for a little bit there at the very end. You said the White Sox have a better record than who?
3: No, the Reds will have a better record than the White Sox. And Tim is going to facilitate this bet on our cigar challenge.
5: What, what, what do I have to do? It, you take the it, White
3: Sox and I get the Reds. I, i better take overall White- record.
5: Yeah. Oh, okay. He, okay. Done. Um, Sean, are you okay? <laughs> hey, I listen. listen, I, I, I understand the White Sox are floundering right now, not playing very well. And quite frankly, they need to fire Tony La Russa's stat, <laughs> but what? Well, no. I, I, I think they have a couple. What is your What is your fascination with this team? I They're don't awful. know. Kobe. I can't figure it out. Sean, they're not good at the sport they play. Why do you love them so much?
3: Get a couple more White Sox games in Canada so Dylan Cease can't go, and uh, we'll be on our way. Let's go Reds, baby. Sean, the Reds have a better shot of winning the NBA Finals
5: than the World <laughs> Series.
3: They <laughs> don't have to win the World Series. Now We have to be better than the White Sox. And the White Sox are a bad baseball team right now. They are. It's two teams that had all the preseason hype. It was the Chicago White Sox and the Detroit Tigers. And they both stink currently.
5: No, no, no. no. You you just said it, Sean. You don't understand. You just accidentally revealed yourself. The Chicago White Sox are a bad team right now. The Cincinnati Reds are a bad team. Right now. Period. (laughs) No caveat. No added sentence. It's a period. In fact, we can go to the next paragraph and actually start. You know, you can start a new chapter, go on to a whole new thing. Doesn't even need any words, <laughs> nothing. We don't need a Grisham this. We can just be, a, be like, they're bad. Anyways, what are you guys up to? There you go.
3: There we go. I just, we nailed it. So as we transition, I do have a, a legitimate non-Reds question. I have to, you know, my Reds were six and four in the last 10. So every time you come on, I have to remind you that they're, they're playing winning baseball. Having said they're that.
4: 14 games back.
3: Having said that. And it probably hurts a lot of people, but the Yankees look like the real deal. They are pitching at a level much higher than I anticipated from multiple guys on this staff, and they're finding ways at the plate. Even nights when the long ball isn't working, they're manufacturing runs. What's your opinion and take on the Yankees as we sit here June 3rd, 2022?
5: Listen, the Yankees are full-on real finally. And it's, and it's not just the Yankees, by the way, it's all of New York. The Mets are real too, because both of these teams have been doing it banged up. John Carlos Stanton has been out there. doesn't matter. This team still puts up 10 uh, Garrett Cole. People in New York have been talking about Garrett Cole as if he's not one of the best pitchers currently living. He just won, almost went seven perfect innings today and looks phenomenal. Uh, and he's been their third best pitcher. Like the Yankees are not going anywhere. Uh, Aaron Judge, if he stays healthy, he's going to have a biblical season. In fact, if the season ends right now, Aaron Judge is unquestionably your MVP. And Garrett Cole is going to be right up there along with Nestor Cortez and maybe even Ty Young at the end of this year uh, for Cy Young Award winners. I mean, it's just this team is a... just an outrageous amount of riches, uh, one after another. It's just a great baseball team. They're fun to watch, by the way. And they're taking advantage of other teams in the division not playing up to the standards we were expecting.
3: What about – and, Tim, can we find this right now? Can we find World Series exactos? Because a thought just crossed my mind. Maybe a Yankees-Mets World Series wager from a future standpoint. Can we find that currently, Tim?
5: Uh, I will say that that's
4: not that. Uh, not right now. I'm sure I'll do some digging. You know, it's usually good asking me questions live on air uh, to find you odds. That's usually.
3: <laughs> well, I was asking more so not if you could find it, but does it even exist currently? Like a World Series exacto. Uh,
4: I don't I've see it, one. but I'm sure you could find. I'm sure we could find it somewhere. So as we I gotta...
3: as we sit right now, what are the Yankees and Mets to win? The World Series. What what are they currently? Yankees are plus six hundred.
5: Mets are plus, plus
4: eight hundred. Mets are plus eight hundred.
3: Now, from a value eight. standpoint, do you think? Because of course, at some point, the Yankees are going to go on a stretch where they lose some games. Is is, is six to one? You think the best you're going to get on the Yankees, Most or lot. should you wait for you know maybe that stretch where they lose five or six in a row?
5: No, I would wait for a stretch not only where they lose a few in a row, but also when the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays really start going on a streak. I I expect the Blue Jays come around July to probably go on an absolute streak. And, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to end up with 95 wins by the end of this year. So when those teams really start to turn it on and the Yankees going through a little uh, patch, get a little banged up, say Rizzo goes on the I.L., Say Judge goes on the I.L. Both of these things are very, very commonly commonplace over there in New York. Uh, there's definitely a chance they're going to fall probably to maybe 9-1 to one or maybe 8-1 to one if they do jump all over that as a good flyer. But, yeah, um, I think if they stay healthy, their odds are only going to get harder to, to bet on.
4: We're talking once again with Cody Decker. We got about a minute, Cody. Uh, the The Philadelphia Phillies, one of the bigger disappointments of the year. Uh, And they go ahead and fire Joe Girardi. They explode today. Bryce Harper and uh, Kyle Schwarber both go yard twice. Uh, You know, 45 seconds. Did Girardi get a bad, you know, did he get a raw deal here?
5: He did. He got an absolute raw deal. That team has a terrible pitching staff. It's got the worst defense in Major League Baseball. Great offense, but you're banking on this team to score 10 runs a game like they did today. And it's their only chance of really winning a lot of games. Uh, Girardi wasn't the one that signed the guys, and Girardi wasn't the guy in the batter's box. That being said, Girardi is the manager, and at the end of the day, something had to change, which is the exact same reason over in Chicago. Southsiders, something's got to change, and Tony russa has got to go, man. Cody, always a pleasure, man. We appreciate Great stuff, it. We know Cody. you're a busy jet, busy guy, so we appreciate you jumping on.
3: Go Reds. I,
5: I love you both. The Reds suck. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>
0: It's the nightcap here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
2: Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
1: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the Bride and Groom?
2: This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It is the Nightcap on a Friday night. Sean King over at the Circus Studios, like we are every night. I am homeside this evening. The Rangers up two games to none on the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. A 3-2 win. The under just cashing for everybody uh, if you went with that route. And uh, we will talk more Western Conference Finals coming up at the bottom of the hour. Our good friend Nate Lundy will join us uh, from Denver, Colorado as the Abs lead two games to none. That series headed up north of the border. Uh, Before we jump back into the NBA Finals, uh, Puck Stradamus. Any thoughts? Leans. I know Banksy likes the over in uh, Edmonton, uh, Colorado. Is this the spot where Edmonton finally gets on the board?
3: Uh, I've possibly, I possibly. Mean, we've signed, We've kind of seen Colorado, the Blues, scratched and clawed, found a way to at least make it a six-game series. I definitely think this series probably at least goes six. Um, I, I, I I'd lean Edmonton. But I'd also lean over seven. I think Banksy's right on that front. Yeah, so I'd go over seven, and that's probably my better bet of the two. But I would lean slightly to Edmonton from a side standpoint.
4: Yeah, I kind of like Edmonton tomorrow, Uh, getting plus money. Looks like around plus 115 you could find uh, on the Oilers, that desperation, home crowd. Uh, Can they just kind of just get a flurry uh, because that was a dud they laid uh, there in game two, getting shut out. So uh, we'll talk more about game three, which is tomorrow night, eight Eastern uh, up in Edmonton uh, at the bottom of the hour. But let's, uh, let's get back. Uh, What do you think? I said, I like Edmonton a little bit. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Plus plus one sixteen at home. I just feel like, you know, maybe this is the opportunity after laying an absolute egg in game two, Sean. Maybe this is the buy low spot on the Oilers at home. My curiosity is, are they just going to keep rolling with Mike Smith and Nett? Because Koskinen, I thought, actually played, as we talked about, when he came in to relieve Mike Smith in game two, or game one, I should say. He played pretty well, right? He only allowed one goal. I mean, Mike Smith in, what, five periods of hockey has allowed ten <clears throat> goals in this series?
3: Yeah, he, I told you pre flop. I didn't. Th- I thought he was the weak link. I think yeah, he was very he good. Uh, can I suggest if you like Edmonton that you two team parlay Edmonton with Tampa on Sunday? It's the light lines okay. out, and Tampa's minus one seventy five.
4: Yeah. Okay. You're that confident that the the Lightning are getting on the board? Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. And, and I'm also gonna bet Lightning to win the series, but I think maybe that's the way to play it. Because if you like Edmonton then, then then put it with Tampa on Sunday.
4: You know what's interesting Sean is we talked about that adjusted series price at uh at DraftKings when it first opened at plus 235 uh in favor, well for the Lightning it was minus 3 dollars uh for the um for the Rangers uh it looks like that has uh gotten some some action, some steam because the Lightning at DraftKings down to plus 210 and it looks like the best price I see right now, Sean, on that series price is the Lightning plus 220 where you sit there at Circa. So uh, this um, they know. feels like a lot of people had the same mindset you do that yeah. down 2-0, they're, they've got a chance to bring it on back.
3: Yeah, they know. I mean, the thing is, if Tampa wins game three and four, it's like the 2-0 start was, was null and void. Exactly. So and you know this is the spot that the Rangers were in in the last series. You know Carolina found a way, you know, to win both games at home, but then the Rangers win in Hell Court. You know, so I, I think I, I definitely think this series is going at least six, probably seven. So oh man, I wish we could have got that. I actually thought it was going to be higher. I thought it was going to be in the threes, but it really stinks that we haven't been able to get that series price before it started to to go down in favor of the lightning
4: well kevin on twitter and you can always tweet us at one tim murray at real sean king says tb isn't in trouble until they lose on home ice until then i won't count out the two-time defending cup champs
3: that's fair
4: he's got the confidence he believes like you do sean he's believing in the tampa bay Lightning. Down two games to none.
3: The Um, only reason I believe is if you go back and rewatch the Maple Leaf series, the Lightning had games where they looked disinterested, you know, no energy, no effort, no sense of urgency throughout most of the game. And then they kind of just turned it on in certain games. And I hope they're not completely relying on that, but I do think there's a lot of value there with them on winning the series. Was it plus two ten or plus two twenty? You said is the best number that you found. Yeah, looks like circa. Yeah, I do think there's a lot of value on that.
4: Yeah, it looks like circa is the best price you can find at plus two twenty. They're around minus one seventy five to win game three, uh, which will be on Sunday afternoon, a a three p.m. Eastern noon Pacific start in Tampa. So uh, more hockey talk coming up in just a little bit. Uh, But let's uh, let's revisit just real quickly game two. Uh, for the NBA finals total of two fifteen and a half, and a half, Sean, and a spread of four. Um, call me crazy. I kind of like the under here. I know we had 120, uh, 228 points last night and betting unders against Steph Curry's is, is not really a, an enjoyable experience. Um, but I, I think, I mean, the market has now moved five points from where it opened to start this series Remember, game one opened 210 and a half. I think it closed around 214 or so, Sean. And uh, and you know, it flew over 120 to 108. But I, I actually like the under a little bit here. Uh, you look at shot quality; they posted what uh, their score was after the fact. Uh, they said it was 104.92. So uh, you know, maybe some regression comes. Al Horford, Derek White were both hitting at a at a remarkable rate. So. Uh, not an official play. Maybe by the end of the show, I can be convinced. But that's that's the first way I'm looking. I do think Golden State gets, gets the win in uh, that zigzag theory comes home. But uh, I'm curious. The line just hasn't moved. It's just kind of stagnant there at four, Sean.
3: Yeah, I think Golden State wins by double digits. I think we see the same basketball game we saw on Thursday night except the fourth quarter. I think Golden State goes and ends the third quarter with a double-digit win, and instead of letting their foot off the gas and letting Boston outscore my 24 points, I think they go ahead and, and, and close the game out. So uh, I, I do think Golden State evens it at one-to-one. I don't really have a strong feel either way about the total, you know, so if you like the under, I'd lean that way. Uh, I definitely don't think Boston has any chance of shooting 50-plus percent from three as they did in game one, so uh, – I'll be on the side of the Golden State tomorrow.
4: You know, you, and, I, and I understand that rationale. And I know Draymond said, you know, look, you know, Al Horford and um, Derek White aren't going to do what they did again. Yeah, well, Jason Tatum's not going to shoot three of 17 again. So the Celtics winning this game, to me, I mean, as as a Celtics backer on this series, uh, the fact that they got only 12 points from Jason Tatum, I I, I have to be pretty happy. Uh, about that. So I do think, I I, I believe, I said it before the series, Sean, I think this is going seven. I still stick to that. I think these are two very well-matched teams. Uh, Fascinating to see the chess match. Uh, You'll see that desperation, so to speak, from the Warriors. How about this stat? Going back to 2011, Sean, uh, I'll get the credit here in just a moment, but going back to 2011, NBA Finals games that have a spread of six or less The team that won is 63-0-1 against the spread. So the Celtics were an underdog last night, so obviously they covered, of course, they won the game. But the spread in games with six points or less, the spread has not come into play in 64 consecutive games. That is unbelievable.
3: Yeah, so that means we should go empty our checking accounts and bet Golden State minus four, right? Isn't that? But didn't I hear that stat before the Lightning played today? The Lightning were 8, 19 yeah. and zero in the playoffs, off a loss, and it didn't quite work out. So,
4: well, it, statistics
3: again, aren't one hundred percent, but that's a pretty impressive one.
4: Well, it, it goes both ways. Basically, what it's saying is, if you think you know, if you think the Celtics are gonna win or cover, just you know, Celtics money line, and if you think the Warriors are going to win, lay the four. Essentially, is what it's saying. So,
3: well, that's kind um, of been status quo with the playoffs. I think I said that without knowing that stat. Uh, maybe uh, beginning of last, the last the the conference finals. Remember I said that if you like the underdog, is bet them on the yeah. money line because they're going to win out, right, or or get blown out.
4: By the way, the Celtics now eight and two straight up, nine and one ATS. On, on the road, the road this yeah. postseason.
3: That's remarkable. The They've been really good. They've been really good.
4: I I, I think what I saw last night, I, I thought Jordan Poole looked like deer in the headlights. Uh I don't know what we're gonna get from Jordan Poole. You know, everyone talked about the experience, which is true. true. Clay Thompson. Why
3: is nobody talking about how terrible Draymond Green played? He's the one y'all keep telling me he's a Hall of Famer. Don't tell me Jordan Poole
4: What do you expect? Draymond to get Green from, Sean? was awful. In, in what? Scoring? He doesn't hey, score. He was awful. He's not a
3: scorer. 2 of 12, 0 of 4 He's from 3. He's never been a scorer. 0 of, of 3 from the free throw line.
4: Yet, yet you want to bet him. the Nightcap.
2: This is the Nightcap on v Send the Sports Betting Network.
4: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Sean King over there at the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Tim Murray, uh, studio side here this evening. We had the Eastern Conference Finals wrap up game two. Last night, it was the Western Conference Finals, Sean, where, just like we all expected, three goals under the total uh, after eight to six in game one. Four to nothing, game two. Game three tomorrow night, north of the border in Alberta. As the Oilers try to get on the board with a win, and we bring in our good friend Nate Lundy uh, from uh, just doing all things uh, Denver sports. There, you can catch him on uh, Altitude Sports as well. So we always uh, we always appreciate you, brother, jumping on. Uh, Nate, let's uh, let's start with the goalie situation. Is Kemper expected to be back in net? What is uh What is the expectation for Saturday night?
7: Well, I, I think he's. It's possible that he's going to be available, but at this point, guys, uh, head coach Jared Bednar has been very um, tight to the vest when it comes to an update on Kemper. Now, obviously, we just had Pablo Francos, you know, pitch a shutout uh, with the 4-0 win that you just talked about last night in terms of the final. So you know he's got to be feeling pretty good about how his backup's doing but i've said many many times that as much as i love the opportunity for a backup to get the opportunity uh there's usually a reason somebody's a backup and so you know i'm a little bit concerned if the avalanche decide to lean on frankie a little bit too much i would like to see kemper get back into net sooner rather than later just because i think that is the best opportunity for the avs to move on to the stanley cup finals
3: are you sure nate
7: yeah, actually, I, I mean, I know, Sean, I know where you're going with this, but I, I really do. Uh, look, Sean, you've played in a lot of sports, and I know that there's some great stories that, you know, we can make a couple of Disney movies out of some of the stories that have happened within sports, but I believe that backups are backups for a reason, and, you know, Frankie has been a backup to this team uh, throughout the season. And I, you know, I think that Kemper has allowed some loose goals through. If you dig deeper into his analytics, if you start getting into expected goals against uh, and things like that, I think he's actually allowed some fluky things to happen. Would I like to see those stop? Of course I would. I'm an avalanche fan and I would like to see the Stanley cup, make its way back to Denver here by the time we get done with the Stanley cup final. But uh, you know, I, I've also seen Pablo francois do some really really dumb things frankly between the between the pipes guys so i'd rather see kemper in there because i think he's got the mindset to be able to do it but that said you know I, I was i was at the game last night i enjoyed that at ball arena i was leaving the arena with a good friend of mine and there were a couple of edmonton fans that were leaving right in front of us and i said i fully expect this series to come back to denver tied two two
3: and I'll Ooh. be honest, this isn't like, well, uh, oh, wow, that's big. Tying it to two. I was going to say, there's no chance of that happening, Nate, if uh, Edmonton does, as you say, and keeps playing uh, the quotation mark starting goalie. Because <laughs> Koskinen has played better, if we're being honest, than Mike Smith. Does, if you were the manager or you the head coach of the Oilers, would you still stick with Mike Smith or would you consider going to, to Koskinen?
7: I actually, I'm with you, Sean. I think I would actually go to Koskinen as you go back to game three and you're at home. I think I probably would make a switch in goaltender and see if I can somehow do something uh, that can energize the defensive side of things, because we, we know the offensive prowess that both of these teams have, but what's, what's going to make the difference. Ultimately, if somebody can pick up a win on the road, Against the opponent is going to be if the defense steps up. And I think part of that's got to start with the goaltending. And so I'm with you. I actually would go ahead and make the switch to Koskinen if I could, just because I'd like to see something different out of my squad. Um, and I'd like to give a chance to be able to see can we slow down McKinnon? Can we slow down Nazem Kadri? Can we slow down Kale McCarr? And if I've got a goaltender that I think maybe could find a rhythm, uh, and be able to slow them down, then absolutely, I think that's the way that I would go.
3: Now, from a total standpoint, Nate, Game One, we had a very, you know, well played, uh, run the football, play field position, kick a couple <laughs> field goals, eight to six game, and then we came back with a a under game that ended four zero in Game Two. The total sits at seven. How do you think Game Three plays out from an amount of goals standpoint?
7: I'm going to continue to play an overall trend between these two teams, as opposed to letting recency bias jump in, I'm going to continue to play the over Uh, that's how I think this series is going to go. Um, You know, as, as good as uh, you could hope for goaltending play, that is not the strength of either of these teams. It's, you know, the abs are the odds on favorite to hoist the cup when everything is done. But defense is not their strength. I mean, we can talk about defensemen like Devon Taves and Kale McCarr. Uh, we can talk about the, the trade acquisitions that they did and the guys like Josh Manson. But these guys are also offensive-minded guys. I, I just think that right now you're talking about two teams that have some blue line question marks. We've already obviously talked about their goaltending question marks. I'm going to continue to play the over and I'm going to continue to play the over just based on the trends of what I've seen out of these two teams over the course of the regular season and what I've seen against their other opponents. We're talking once
4: again to Nate Lundy, Uh, check out his podcast. He and Brad Evans, another friend of the show. uh, Give you the fade the noise podcast, by the way, are we sure uh, Nate that Brad's going to be allowed back in the country? He's been like gallivanting down in like the Bahamas or
7: something. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, Tim, I'm actually uh, part of the reason I'm nervous about it is this is the first family vacation that Brad has taken in two years, which feels to me as though the authorities have had 24 months to decide whether they actually want to let him back in the country or not. That's a lot of time to do some investigation. That's a lot of time to dig into the deeper things, maybe even go back into his college years. So, yes, I think it is highly questionable whether Brad will be allowed back in the country. But the good news
4: is, you guys could still record podcasts even if he's uh, in international waters there. So, well,
7: uh, that, that's true. But if he's in jail, that gets a little bit harder. Oh just, yeah, throw that out there. I mean, yeah, if, I guess that, that would be. Uh, if he if he's in whatever is considered the Bohemian prison, uh, I'm not sure that he and I can do a podcast. Okay, that's true. That hey, might he's, be true. He's gonna
3: end up in one of those segments of uh, locked up abroad. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um well let's uh while we uh while we think about uh, good thoughts of our good friend Brad Evans uh Nate let's uh just just final couple thoughts here on uh, on tomorrow night so you mentioned rolling with the over and you alluded to it so let's just let's put pen to paper here or finger to app however you know people bet these days uh you rolling with the plus money you could get plus 116 i think is the best price i see uh on the Oilers to do the, does the home team uh, get on the board tomorrow night?
7: Yeah, I, I actually believe that they do. I think that Edmonton does pick up a win tomorrow night. I would take it at plus odds. Um, I believe top to bottom right now, um, that the abs are the best team out of the four that are remaining. I just think there's too much talent across this squad, even with their question marks that we can talk about at goaltender and, and what we're dealing with with Kemper. Um, and he continues to deal with the eye injury that he suffered in the first round. But I think the top to bottom that they're the best team. That said, folks, it's Connor McDavid, it's Leon Dreisidel, it's Evander Kane. I mean, the list goes on and on. These are two extremely talented teams. Um, I do not believe that this is, I, I saw somebody, uh, you know, the day before yesterday talking about the avalanche and a sweep. And I thought, I, I don't know what you're smoking, but can you share some? Because <laughs> I just think this Edmonton team is too much. Uh, this Oilers team is extremely talented and I do not see them getting swept. I don't even see this series going five, which is why I believe it will come back to Denver 2 two um, for game five coming up next Wednesday night. So I would take, In my opinion, I would take Edmonton um, tomorrow night. I would continue to take the over just because I think these are two talented offenses. I think the abs are going to come out tomorrow night and try to do as much as they can to establish themselves. But at the same time, Um, you know, I mean, Sean, you know, it, we've seen it a lot in sports, that home crowd can make a difference. That loud arena can make a difference. And we know Edmonton's going to re-rock and they want to represent their country. They're the final Canadian team left and they want to move on as much as possible. So I think they put on a great performance tomorrow night and I think the Oilers win. I agree. Oh there, right. well, there you go. That was that was about as <laughs> simple of an agreement. I mean, shoot, man, you you uh, and I uh, haven't agreed on a lot in my segment, Sean. But hey, damn, Nate, man, I that
3: was always good. agree with you, man. Matter of fact, <laughs> uh, before we let you go, can you give us a uh, Denver Broncos exact uh, regular season record so we can go ahead and oh my
7: goodness. get involved with some Broncos now futures? Now you're putting me on the spot. Now I've seen the over/under at a flat ten. I've seen it at ten and a half. Uh, Man, I think they've got 10 wins. And then I'm hoping that this defense can squeak one out and get them to 11. So if they're sitting at a flat 10 somewhere, I probably would take the over because I've got the opportunity sitting right there at a push. But I think if this defense can step up as much as everybody's been talking about Nathaniel Hackett and his offense, if this defense can step up, I think they can get to 11, but man, they've got a tough schedule, especially late November and all of December.
4: Well, as uh, Russell Wilson so eloquently said, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, I, uh, I said the other day uh, on my television show that I wanted over under on how many times Russ Wilson said, let's ride. because I'll- At Bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule
6: release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
7: Take the over and I'll bet the 401k on it, my man.
5: This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
4: It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. I had the Blue Moon read up, so let's do the betting splits read. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out. Not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. We'll talk to our good friend, Sean, top of the hour, a Friday tradition. Jared Smith will join us, get his thoughts on the NBA uh, title. And uh, also, he's uh, he's there in the thick of it. With uh with the Rangers faithful, so we will uh get his thoughts as you uh shake your head. You all right?
3: Yeah, I'm Getting fine. Get through it. I was looking Managing. at something. Oh, Okay, what are you looking at? I'm trying to figure out how to make money tomorrow on the boxing. Cause Devin Haney fights George Camposas tomorrow, but so I'm trying to figure out how can I configure this and put it together, and it makes sense.
4: All right, well, well. while you work on that, um, you know.
3: <laughs> I mean, because Haney's only minus 175, so I, I guess you could bet Haney to win straight. Well, you know how I am about, you know, laying.
4: Yeah, you don't like to make things simple.
3: Yeah. But the over over ten and a half a half rounds is minus 450. And so there's also a guy on the undercard, Stephen Fulton, who I like a lot, but he's minus 550 and his over 10 and a half rounds cuz I think that's going the distance too is minus 500 so I was trying to figure out how could I put something together that that makes sense but I haven't figured it out yet so
4: so I wanted to bring this up it was uh it was great as always to have our our friend Chris Andrews on the show last night sports book director over at the South Point Point. and today uh, they put out their game of the year lines. So all games, they had I think 99 games. Sean, after week one, they already have their week one lines up, and a handful of of, of places do as well. Uh, and and what I found fascinating was the differences that we saw uh, in in different games. Um, and now some of these lines have moved; they've readjusted. Um, but you know, I kind of told you where Chris's mindset was, and Week two, he opened, the South Point opened, Iowa, a 13-point favorite over Iowa State. And DraftKings had it at six as of earlier today. But that has since been bet down, uh, down to seven. So uh, the market moved that bad boy around. Uh, Oklahoma? Uh, He was very high, at least Chris Andrews was, on Oklahoma. I know you would have loved to grab the seven with Texas. I think a lot of people did, too, because that line has also moved, Sean, uh, a fair bit uh, down to, um, I'm pulling it up right now, but uh, that line has moved down to four and a half. So he was about four and a half point difference uh, between uh, where DraftKings was uh, where he opened Oklahoma. This one was stunning to me, and and it, it's fascinating to look at USC because we have we have had so much discussion on USC, uh, and I think the differing opinions uh, this year are going to be incredible. Um, so USC and Utah, this once upon a time, Sean at, at at DraftKings, I believe was Utah maybe minus one has been bet up to three. South Point opened Utah. A twelve point favorite over USC. Look, I I know I'm not the biggest believer in uh in USC, but I would have I would have the- put a max bet on USC there.
3: That twelve what's that the date? Huge. Do we have a date for that game? Uh
4: yeah, it's October 15th.
3: Oh yeah, it's starting to get cold. But middle of October.
4: But that number doesn't exist anymore. It got bet down five points. It's down to seven. Uh, so
3: I see a you know, three right there in DraftKings, huh?
4: Well, DraftKings it's at three. I'm telling you, at South Point it's been uh it's been bet from twelve down to seven. So if you like USC, you could still get them catch- catching a touchdown.
3: I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pre-flop bet USC. I'm gonna wait and see. I don't feel like I need to be ahead of the curve with that one. I feel like that's a, that's just a a stock I'm just gonna watch for a little while. I'm not gonna yeah. make, make any large moves. Buying or selling. You know, I'm just gonna watch it and kind of keep track and see, you know, does it look like it's a sprinter or does it look like it it's a marathon runner? Like let me let me let me see.
4: Uh another one that I kind of thought was uh if you were there quickly, it might have been a, a bit of a gift. Uh Alabama underneath under a touchdown at Tennessee. Uh that has since been bet up to ten and a half, but uh, that was a difference of about a touchdown. And, and remember, now, we joked with Chris last night that he was uh, fueling the fire for uh, the folks down there in Tuscaloosa he doesn't have them as his top-rated team. He just has them, you know, number two behind Ohio State. But uh, that was interesting to see that difference, but that has been bet up. Uh, by the way, there were, you know, I- I'm sure there were a lot of, Pro betters there. I know Brad Powers was there. Paul Stone was there today. So they were uh, they were kind of shaping these lines a little bit. But there you have it again, Sean. USC at UCLA. UCLA laying five was the South Point opener, and USC laying four was what was at DraftKings earlier this year, uh, earlier today. And then the same goes for the finale. Notre Dame USC. Um, Notre Dame laying five on the road at USC, USC laying three at DraftKings. Look, Well,
3: I, well for the people that like UCLA and Notre Dame, I mean, that, that's like a gift from God, right?
4: Well, I think, yeah, DraftKings. Both of them. Sure, for sure. I mean, or you could try to middle it. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I guess. Especially, look at that USC-UCLA game, which has moved uh, not as much as you would think. Uh, right now, U- UCLA is still laying three and a half, so... Uh, you could get a pretty nice middle opportunity if you've got access, uh, you know, South Points here in Vegas, obviously. But, I mean, you could catch USC uh, or UCLA plus four and USC plus three and a half. That's a pretty good middling opportunity between two rivals there uh, late in the season.
3: I'll be honest, out of all the games on here, I just wish I could, I could get the Oklahoma State plus 13. Because they're returning a lot. They're going to be really, really good on defense. And I think OU has depth problems. And that game is always the last game of the year, right, for, for both? Uh, Second to last. Okay. So I, the lack of depth will have shown up by then for OU. Like, out I, of all I those agree. games, I, I'd love to take Oklahoma State plus a 13.
4: Yeah, I, I think Oklahoma State is um... – I think Oklahoma State's be good. Uh, they bring back, as you mentioned, a lot of pieces. Um, you know, their their defensive coordinator went to Ohio State. Knowles, but um, yeah, I, I think Oklahoma State catching ten in a rivalry game, Sean. Um, that's where it's at now. It's down to ten, so uh, still can get that. But uh, I had to I had to laugh at this. Uh, Chris Andrews tweeted out. He goes, "It's my annual right of summer. I overrate Oklahoma." <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, he better fix that quick.
4: Well, I mean, the betters kind of shaped it up a little bit, too. So, uh, you know, just kind of looking around. But uh, I'm worried yeah. about them.
3: I'm worried about them, especially on defense. Oklahoma? Yeah. You know, and I like Dylan Gabriel. You know, yeah, I, like I you think say, Dylan, Gabriel's Dylan Gabriel is really good. Okay. But they lost a the majority of production on that receiving core. And defensively, I don't think they got better. From the time Lincoln Riley announced he was leaving to be the next head coach at Southern Cal to today, so I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm not bullish on Oklahoma. Oklahoma situation is one of the reasons why I'm so high on the Texas Longhorns. Is because I think they're catching the Big 12 at the right time. Iowa State graduated a bunch of established production
4: now uh it, your alabama texas line opened 12 and a half it got moved or 12 moved to 14
3: yeah alabama's in the sec that that might and this might be saban's best team uh, oh they're so and that's good saying a lot but i'm talking texas as it pertains to just the big 12
4: uh last one i'll mo- mention and we don't i don't think we have a, a graphic for it um Army Navy he, he is one of the games of the year. <laughs> Anything north of a touchdown, you got to take the points. And Navy's catching eight. Uh, Army hasn't beaten Navy by more than a touchdown, Sean, since December 1st, 2001. Wow. So uh, I would go ahead and just, out of principle, take. Navy Navy was bad last year and they still found a way to win that game. That's that's the only game that matters to Navy yeah. and Army. I so. I, will,
3: I will say this though. You better get that Notre Dame -5 versus BYU because after they lose outright to South Florida, that number's going way up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least you put a smile on my face every day, Sean. You do you're successful at that. Jared Smith will join us top of the hour. It's the nightcap.